0: Hello, everyone. My name is Greg, and welcome back to the podcast, My First Season. In this podcast, I interview travel writers and people who work for resorts, hotels, cruise ships, and airlines, and we'll talk about their experience in travel and tourism. My guest today and I met in Cancun during the 2004-2005 season. His first season, however, was in Morea, Tahiti in January of 89 he is from vancouver he's a name you all know and well recognize ladies and gentlemen everyone please help me welcome jenner how are you jenner Well, good morning to
1: all and i'm doing fantastic here in vancouver
0: yes there is a three-hour time difference with uh, montreal so it's morning for you happy hour for me Right. Okay. You're right. okay. <laughs> All right. So thank you for coming on uh, the podcast and agreeing to share your story with us.
1: Not a problem. I'm ready to roll anytime you want to do.
0: Okay. So I don't know if you've listened to any episodes, but I'd like you to take me back in time to... You know, just before it all began, like, where, where were you living? What were you doing for work? Were you going to school? Like, like situate me. And then how did you find out about Club Med?
1: Well, it, it is an interesting story. I, I was um, finishing up a degree in physiology. And I had originally started as a PhD, but found out that it's about 15 years before I'd actually be working. So I converted it to a master's degree and finished it in uh, uh, December of 88, And that was eight years of school. So uh, I said to myself before I started an MD, which I never actually did because I was in club med, um, that I would take six months off. So I gathered up uh, a bunch of friends and it ended up being uh, many with no hammer, of course, and my brother cheese. So we decided to go on a vacation to South Pacific for uh, three or four months um, and so we are planning this. Wait, wait Jenner.
0: can I ask one question here? Yeah. Because I probably, I don't think I knew this. So are you saying that before Club you and Hammer were friends?
1: Oh, yeah. We grew up together. We played football and, and so on and so on. And he was a neighbor, basically, not like right next door, but he was about a block and a half away from my house. So, you know, we carpooled to hockey and football and soccer and all those things. So, yeah, Hammer and
0: I, were, I grew up together. Okay. Sorry. Go on. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. Um, we bought one of those one-way tickets where you have like 10 stops. So um, for those of you that know Sparrow, Don Yates, from Club Med, he had said, you know, why don't you go to Club Med? And we said, we had no idea what Club Med was, right? And so he had been there with his parents years ago. And he said, well, if you're going uh South Pacific, why don't you go to Tahiti? I was there. It was fantastic. And we had no idea. So we talked to the travel agent, so on and so on. We didn't really want to go because we had no no idea what it was. So we agreed to it. Uh, So that was our first stop. So we flew, it. no, sorry, we stopped, we went to Hawaii first, because I guess it was the same way. we stopped into, got into uh, Papiete in the airport there. And I just remember getting off the plane and having this very interesting smell. I don't know what, kind of very unique. And and there were drums playing in the background, and someone on a ukulele. Go, Whoa, this is pretty cool. But we were in 8 we had to get to Moray. so we actually slept in the airport that night because uh, I, I can't remember exactly how we got to to um, the club med. But anyway, we hopped on a bus, and we went in. We checked into the the club med, and what, what, what we kind of What the, where the heck are we here? And we we decided that we were going to write a journal, which we still have, and it's actually super funny to read. So. We're um, getting there. We didn't know that anybody actually worked there because there was no uniforms, there's no name tags or anything. And as we're walking around this place, go, what the heck is it? I see people dancing and singing and jumping around. And I remember writing in uh, the journal, Sparrow, you're dead. <laughs> because um, we didn't know what we were into. Anyway, about uh, later that day, we ran into this big Bahamian named Hansel Moss. And once we got connected with Hansel, it was all over. We had the best time of our life for that week. Of course, being crazy Canadian GMs, we were in every show, blah, 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 blah. And then um, Hansel asked us, hey, what are you doing next? And I said, well, we're on our way to New Zealand. And he said, why don't you stay and work? Which we did. And of course, uh, uh, we just did all, all the fun stuff that went on, all the Olympic days, everything like that. Hammer went and worked in tennis, never taught tennis before in his life. In fact, he didn't even know how to play tennis. Um, and Cheese and I, we uh, we took over the snorkeling shack. And that last, we were there for two or three weeks and the and the chef de village was Christian Pelé. And uh, he wasn't even in the village, he was away. So uh, I think uh, the night before... We were leaving. He came back, and he was on stage doing crazy sign. Of course, myself, Cheese and Hammer, jumping around, doing hands-up. And he turns to Hansel, and he says, who are these guys? <laughs> and Hansel says, oh, they actually work here? So that, that's, that was our start to Club Med. And um uh, we then went uh on and
0: continued Wait, wait, hold up. Oh, you don't get off that easy, Jenner. Whoa, slow down. What was Hansel's job there when he met you chief guys? He was chief of sports. He was chief of sports. Okay. Yeah. So had you ever in your life, I don't think you've gone to a Club Med before this, right? No. And had you ever gone to any resort before this?
1: Uh yeah. You know, we uh you know we traveled, uh, you know, we were in different places as uh, on our spring break as college students, you know, we, you know, in Mazatlan and all these places. So I don't know if we actually were in a, you know, a self-contained resort like Club Med, but um, we, uh, that was our first time to uh, all inclusive. So, I think
0: so that. how did you adjust to the seven day a week? Uh, no days off. Uh, I don't know your hours there, but you know, I know they're pretty long. So did you have any trouble adjusting to that?
1: No, like I said, that was a short stint. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, that was our first experience with, with Club Med. And we had lots of energy. I mean, we were young and stuff. And what's, here's another interesting thing is that when you go there, you think everybody's super young. I didn't start Club Med till I was 30 because I had graduated with a master's degree when I was 29. So I started Club Med when I was 30 and Hammer, same age as me. And Cheese, my brother was uh, two years younger. So we were young people, but um, uh, according to what people think, everyone's in their 20s early 20s um so we but we had lots of energy we had no problem we stayed up late late at night got up early in the morning did all the events food was great of course we just ate as much as we could because that was real exciting to us to walk into a buffet and, and in a Maria I don't know if you've ever been there but Maria was uh all sand in the restaurant and you could go in barefooted, no shirt and, oh really and, uh, oh, a dream. and we learned how to um uh, you know, we're a pario at the time, so um, you know we we were walking around in the you know dresses basically, <laughs> and uh, coming from <laughs> Canada, you know those days, that's a conservative place, Canada, and you know you walk into Club Med and everyone's hugging each other, right, and uh, you know, got all the French people kissing each other, so. We were a little bit uncomfortable. With I mean, I don't well, even well, ever think everything Well, yeah, this
0: this comes to my culture shock question. So I assume you had, sounds like you had quite a share of culture shock.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever hugged Hammer in my life. Okay. <laughs> what, the, what are we doing, bro? Okay.
0: So you passed up a vacation to New Zealand to work au pair in Tahiti. Is this correct?
1: Uh, we did. Uh, yeah. We actually did go to New Zealand for two days.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> two days? It takes yeah, we two weeks. That, uh,
1: we were uh, one week as a guest in Club Med, three weeks au pair, and I don't know pair, but we had the three. We had uh, just over three weeks in New Zealand, so we we flew into Auckland uh, and hung uh, for two days, and then we headed off to Australia. But uh, what was very cool about that was we met so many Australian, and this is this is a bonus about Club Med. Every week you're meeting, you know or 500 people of course being the way we were we, we are meeting everybody because we're fresh and young and whatever you want to call it. but when we did go to Austria that we just went from place to place to place and hung out with people we met in club When that was it was good okay. but, um, so just
0: yeah just to back up a bit we got a we have a hammer we have a cheese a sparrow How co- were you always Jenner you never got a nickname
1: yeah okay <laughs> just Jenner? Well, Jenner Jenner well came what my you know, my real name is Greg Jensen. Get out! And, what a beautiful name. Sorry. Hammer's name is Christopher Wayne Keeley. And now he's gone by hammer for so long. And then uh cheese has been cheese since I can ever remember. I don't know, we sort of call him cheese at. So there are many I don't even think that many people know what my brother's real name is or hammer's real name. And He's just known as hammer. And, um, most people know me as Jenner, but I, you know, in business and stuff, of course I have to go by Greg and stuff. So it kind of goes both ways with me, but, uh, our, our group here in Vancouver, we all have nicknames and, uh, many of my friends over the years came in and actually worked au pairs throughout the years of my time in club med. So there's been a lot of exposure to, including my sister and another brother, Uh, So we've had a lot of exposure to Club Med, and it's always been fantastic. And most recently, Cheese's daughter just finished five years traveling around the world as a sailing geo. So that was kind of cool.
0: Oh, interesting. You finish up at Morea. Uh, You you finish and then you finish touring New Zealand, Australia. Did you go back home to Vancouver?
1: We went to, um, let's see, we, we, we went, no, actually, we stopped in Mexico uh on the way home we went into Mazatlan we we're there for a couple of weeks there and then we went back to Vancouver and um so of course we were totally excited about everything you know, the trip we were on and in those days of course there's no cell phones no anything so you know you'd find some random cell phone and make a quick collect call or you're in the, like the, like you know some Bondi Beach in, in Sydney, Australia, and you are you got this kind of scratchy collect call. So no one really knew what we were doing. But the time we got home, yeah, we had uh, lots of fun and told everybody what was going on. And then about um, a month later, we get a phone call from Hansel Moss. And he says, uh, you know, in his big scratchy voice, he goes, boys, I need you. I told Jose Aliel, who was the chief of the village in Turquoise, I've got some guys. We have to be in the village. You need these guys in the village. So we all went there, all three of us went to Turquoise uh, that for that summer season, uh, all au pair, believe it or not. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Hansel's the type of guy you can't say no to, right?
1: <laughs> and, you know, he was ever, he had uh, Hansel, uh, yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, so he convinced Josie Aliel that we would, uh, he would bring us in there. And uh, do you want to know a little bit about Turquoise?
0: Well, I'm going to, yeah, I was going to ask you, so this is your first summer in club Med now, correct?
1: Our first summer in club Med, And it's, you know, like I said, we did four weeks in uh, Tahiti, three weeks as, um, uh, three weeks as, uh, GOs and one week as a guest. So we go into, um, turquoise and we don't have any jobs when we go in there. He just says, come on, we'll figure out what you guys are going to do. So, um, so we, uh, Got everything in order and uh, Hammer quit his job. He was a realtor at the time. I deferred my entrance into medical school. And my brother uh, was working for a supermarket and he took the buyout, a buyout, which uh, they were offering because in those days uh, he was making, this is 1989, he was making. $22 an hour working for a grocery store. So they were trying to buy out all these. Anyway, everybody deferred or quit what they were doing. And we hopped on planes and we uh, headed off to uh, Club Med. Club Med did pay for the flights. They sent us tickets and Hammer went a day earlier than us. And Cheese and I uh, came in a little bit after that. And uh, we were met at the uh, airport uh, by Hansel. And he brought us to the village. And it was, you know, Jose is very, very sharp. I don't know if you've ever worked with Jose, but, you know, he was one of the most strict but best chiefs of the village I ever worked for. When we arrived there, there was a lineup of geos, all imperios, just to, um, you know, uh, just to welcome myself, hammer and cheese. So we were, well, this is cool. And there were a few people that were had worked in Tahiti with us that were there when was Alain Rey, we called him Popcorn. He was a water ski geo, and about uh, about five or six other people that Hansel had already that brought in. So we knew some people there already, but it didn't take long for us to to get uh, you know into the uh, geo team and uh, get to know everybody. So that was that was great. So uh, they didn't really have a job. Uh, Hammer, what did Hammer do? Hammer went to water ski. Yeah, so Hammer went to water ski, and Cheese went to sailing and uh, I was a physiologist, a kinesiologist, so they said, you know what, you're going to go into the gym, and you're going to train people, so I was the fitness geo for the season, and that was a lot of fun, so I I had a pretty good job. I could go off and uh, do volleyball tournaments. I had a lot of freedom, so it was pretty good. I wasn't really tied to anything, but you know, I'd get uh, guests in there, and we would, uh, you know, go through training programs, and so on and so on. So that was, that was, that was our start. In All
0: right. So let's take a, let's talk about something that happens every summer in club ed. And <clears throat> I did my first one in Turks, my first season. So July 14th rolls around it's Bastille day. Did you have any idea what was going on?
1: Uh, no, um, but you know, <laughs> what, what's good about Jose is that he has a meeting well in advance of everything. Ah, right? good, you know, yeah, he was sharp. Uh, so there wasn't anything missed with him so it was explained exactly what was happening but he had a program that was intense you know when he called an all geo arrival at six o'clock in the morning every single geo was there but he had you know uh, what that restaurant open at seven I guess maybe nothing over at seven every single morning there was an entrance to the restaurant oh, first God. Of people, you know. God. and so. He had the, the program all laid out, but he, every meeting he, uh, before the week, he'd go over everything. So you knew exactly where you had to be, exactly what time, and exactly what you were doing. So it was, it was a pretty easy to do a good job. Did they ever throw you in
0: the shows at
1: all? Did you yeah, the shows? I'm the worst possible dancer that could, all three oh. of them were horrible. <laughs> so uh, they kind of threw us in the background, and we had a, you know, had a great choreographer there. Her name was Patty. And uh, anyway, she uh, she got us doing, uh, I don't know, whatever the kickball change and a few things.
0: <laughs> was- de yeah, OK.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we learned how to clap our hands on rhythm. And uh, but, you know, uh, even though it was intense, we had uh, and Jose sat there and watched the rehearsals. Uh, we had a great time in rehearsals, uh, you know, because the rehearsals were every day, uh, you know, after the show. You'd have a rehearsal, but some of them went real late, but the shows were sharp um, and they were really good. But yeah, we got in most, we have gotten every show. We were pretty well in every single show. We did uh, the Rocky Horror Picture show. We did Big Thing of Greece. We did a Michael Jackson Beat It show. And then we did the uh, the uh, mandatory French show for Mamelie Dab, or Champagne, whatever it was. So, you know, we had to wear a bunch of oh yeah we did the can-can that was that that's a staple for the uh french uh, guests to uh, do the can-can and a big uh you know big flamboyant uh french show with uh, feathers and all I, i'm sure you were, you've done several of those mm-hmm.
0: yeah so uh this was your first village with new yorkers so did you have any new yorker culture shock
1: uh yeah we did uh we first of all didn't we thought they were faking their accent we didn't actually believe someone actually talked like that because you watched, uh, you know, television. Uh, and so that was uh, a real shocker that, you know, you guys don't actually really talk like this, but the New Yorkers would come in there on these um, flights. And of course they were ready to roll and uh, Joe say every so often would send a couple of GOs on the plane. Uh, so they'd have two uh, charters come in from new york city so come in the morning then he would send a couple of geos on the plane to greet the guests in uh jfk so the whole plane was new yorkers and so by the time those guests got in there they were doing hands up and everybody was of course partying and so on so but the new yorkers yeah they certainly created the uh the ambience in in, in turks and caicos what year what year were you in turks
0: 94 summer
1: yeah so that was still uh the uh, rockin' time with the New Yorkers for sure.
0: Do you have a JoJo the dolphin story since you were at Turks?
1: Uh, lots of jo, uh, JoJo dolphin stories, give me, of course. Give uh, your best one, well, okay. Uh, well, the one that I found the funniest was that we'd be out in the water ski dock and out of nowhere, the dolphin would show up and everyone would, Hey, the dolphin, and, and someone'd be in the water and they'd go water skiing, and the dolphin would just tap the, the water ski so that the person would fall in the water. And it kept doing that. And then so we'd bring the person out of the water. Someone else would go in and that person would do a couple of laughs. And then they'd put that same person back in the water. And out of nowhere, Jojo came back and so would pick on one individual. So that c- person could not water ski for the day. I thought that was uh, the funniest thing. I don't know whether it was scent or whatever. would pick on one person. And, and there was many more Jojo
0: stories as well, but. It's like Don Rickles. Yeah. Once he zeroes in on you, you've had it. (laughs) So did you ever get used to uh, crazy signs? Did you like, I guess it's uh, a
1: crazy signs. Still love it when I hear hands up, come on. And, you know, even at those reunions and the stuff, you know what? I don't like the fact I go to club med now they don't play hands up enough because that really is the, the anthem of Club Med. But no, I had no problem with crazy signs. And uh, like I talk about Josie Allier, he had um, he had a very strict program. Every single geo had to be on that stage. So we would, uh, if we weren't in the show, we would uh, head off to a geo room or something. And we have a couple of beers or do that kind of stuff. And as soon as we heard the music, everyone just go running through the village and get on stage. Because with all the geos would be on stage, we'd be doing hands up or whatever else. And then he'd take a quick look and sure enough, next meeting, he would say, okay, on Tuesday, I didn't see so-and-so at a crazy size. Can you explain why you weren't there? So he knew everybody that was on that stage. It's just a quick look. And, uh, and, uh, you know, Hansel, uh, Hansel always uh, took over after the initial one. And then of course we moved outside to do more stuff. And, but the crazy side was always a lot of fun. And you know Turquoise is the place where everybody's on top of the world, uh, you know, partying and, so I thought the crazy signs were always real good.
0: In the two and a half years I spent with Hansel on Columbus Isle, he always talked about your your Olympic days. So uh, Olympic days with Hansel was pretty epic, right? Like you started the night before or even two days yeah, before, you, correct?
1: Yeah, you got the, you know, and, and he went. He always picked the GOs that uh, had a little bit of energy. You know, uh, when we had turquoise, we had Grant Simmons and all, all sorts of real... You know crazy kind of go. so he had no problem getting a white team captain and a red team captain and he'd go around the restaurant and do all your you know recruiting and he was just so good on the microphone that uh, he created the ambience for it and uh, you know we, we got away with doing a lot of events without having to push guests because sometimes you get in those villages as you know and you're you feel uncomfortable going asking someone who's reading a book to put their book down and come on play but uh, Hansel was so good at getting everybody involved that most of the time the whole village was was involved and um ready to have some fun but one of the funnest times we had was getting evacuated for Hurricane Hugo and I don't know if you've been in any uh
0: oh yes Uh, but that's one of my questions so you were so you were in Hugo so that's that was a big one correct
1: it was uh, and I was also with Hansel I'll tell you a little bit I was also and this is a great story later uh, we were in Eleuthera for Hurricane Angie but we got uh, evacuated um, for 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 uh, H- Hugo. So basically, uh, all the guests left, and we just uh, went through the entire village and putting boards up on the, uh And we we got us all on video. It's a great video to watch when all the GOs were sitting down on the water ski dock and. Had all been boarded up and everything went been bit put away. We're waiting for the planes to arrive. So, some uh geos uh hopped on a plane and went to Cancun to, to work there, but the rest of the geos we went with OCLE. Yeah, I, I guess there was about uh, well, it was a whole plane full of us, maybe 70 of us that went to the geo teams were big back then. The geo teams had 130 uh geos on the team. We all went to um Sandpiper now, Sandpiper was of course a very quiet village. Uh, Greg Schneider was the chief of the village there. And uh, he, he uh, we arrived in, uh, oh, before that, this is an interesting story. So uh, the airport in uh, Turquoise is, is, is a disaster. There's people, the, everyone's leaving, there's planes coming in and out, there's people with their jets taking people. So Jose decides that he's gonna send myself, cheese, and three or four GOs to go down to the airport and help organize things. So I have my Club Med um, safari hat. I don't know if you remember those safari hats they were selling. I had this nice orange one that had Club Med on it and I'm, I was wearing a, a nice white shirt, because I guess I don't know. So uh, our guests were down there. We head down to the airport and we start helping with baggage and directing people and putting Club Med people and people that aren't Club Med. And then a camera comes in my face, right? And so, oh, what's going on here? And so I started asking, answering questions and telling them what we're doing and where we're from. I'm, I'm at the Club Med. We're brought down, blah, 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 blah. So we fly into um, Sandpiper and we get off the planes and Greg Snyder comes. I need to find Jenner. And I'm lost me because I had never met him. You uh, need to come to the office. So I go to the office. Then I'm on a phone call with Paris uh, and all the big bosses of Paris. They want to know exactly what I said because I was all over the world of television. <laughs> and so I go, and so I had a, they wanted to make sure I didn't say anything wrong or blah, 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 And exactly. So they can explain themselves, but that was kind of cool. But when we got into Sandpiper, we were there for three days and uh, Greg Schneider gets us all together and says, you know what? You guys are on vacation. Have a great time. And we just tore up that place. Uh, you know, the nightclub was full. All the sports were full. The Geo team in uh, Santa Piper had a great time with us there. And then we went back to the village. Nothing happened. The, the Hugo bypassed turquoise. So, Wait, so let's, go, was, let's
0: go back to the, the cameras. So, so. <laughs> So you had to, so Paris uh, had to get you on the phone. Did they know you were an au pair? Like, so you basically had an no pair speaking for
1: the company. Well, I was presented for Club Med and, and they were asking me all these questions about Club Med and how does Club Med handling this? And I said, we're fantastic. Look, we've got all our guests here. we got four or five of our staff members right here. All the bags are lined up. We, <laughs> what, what is it like in the Club Med resort right now? let's do it. We're doing pretty good there, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and I kept telling them all this stuff. And the, the, what is Club Ed's um, policy on um, blah, blah, blah? And I said, well, I don't know what their policy on what happens to the guests. I'm sure, I said something like, I'm sure they'll get a free vacation or something like that. Oh, okay. Anyway, I had to talk to um, to uh, Paris and stuff, and they were fine. They just wanted to do what okay. I said.
0: About how long were you at, Turks and Caicos so Pair?
1: Uh, I was there seven months.
0: Seven months. Were you there for Christmas, New
1: Year's? Uh, No. So so let me see when I arrived. Uh, So I arrived there, I think at the end of May, June, July, August, September, October. Sorry, I was there for for five months. Five months, sorry.
0: Did you do a third
1: au pair season? I was actually six months there. Sorry, because I came at the beginning of May. Sorry, go ahead. Did you do a third au pair season after that? Uh, no, okay. uh, but I did many au pairs after I stopped in the end of, 90, well, beginning of 95, but uh, we went, uh, we all went to Playa, Playa Blanca with Hansel
0: on contract,
1: and, uh, contract.
0: Okay. Yes. So you finally got paid after what, I guess <laughs> over a year of au pair, I guess, to get all together.
1: <laughs> I we didn't care though. I, hadn't, I mean, yeah. As a Canadian, we go, oh, this is the greatest thing. They feed you. You <laughs> know, so funny wasn't even a, a thought, right? Yeah. Um, and in those days, don't forget, you know, when you're, uh, and all the geos were good, but when you're out front, everybody in turquoise, the New Yorkers, they just want to give you everything they have. So they would be and we were always airport geos so they were giving you beads and stuff so we had buckets of beads and uh, shampoo and all because you know in turquoise in 89 there was one tiny store that really had nothing so uh the guests would just um leave everything for you and uh so we had no issues with uh you know the bar and stuff like that but uh so uh yeah money was not something we needed
0: you never really then filled out a a dream sheet because you went from morea to tahiti and i and I guess someone asked you to go to Playa, then. So no one. No
1: we one, did. So we went. We went to Playa, and of course, I, have you ever done Playa? Uh, yes, in '97. That is everybody's. And you ask, you survey geos, they all say Playa was their favorite place, and and uh, it was uh, it was a remarkable place, Playa Blanca. <clears throat> and Pierre Lutin de Gagnon was our chief of the village, and we had Hansel. We had a, a, a bunch of Hansel's following, and for those that would know the uh, this name red that's where we met red red came in as an old pair uh, midway through that season what and was he, what was red doing uh, he came in and did snorkeling with uh danny the tahitian okay and uh uh i don't know we may have met danny he's uh, was an old traditional tahitian and he was such a uh, cultural individual because he he still did things in a traditional uh, tahitian way uh he'd be sitting there on the dock and he he didn't speak very good english he'd say a few things in tahitian and he'd grab a spear gun and he would dive down, come up with a fish a big fish and all the guests were there and he got the knife open, <laughs> cut this thing up and start giving people uh, you know raw pieces of this uh food with uh lime and stuff uh fish and lime and stuff on it and guests really liked that he um he made uh, all sorts of special, uh, you know, that like flower things and would always give them to some of the girls and stuff. So he was a real, uh, real cool guy to have in that village. And it was, a, we had a great team there again. I mean, everybody likes to follow Hansel. We just had team after
0: team. It was fantastic. Was land sports your preferred job in Club Med?
1: I, I liked land sports. I did a lot of sailing, um, Uh, when i after i had finished um uh you know club Med mostly all land sports but uh i had uh i had gone to the i had gone to playa as a fitness geo again and then uh, a guy named dave the wave he was a land sports guy so i learned a lot from him and and one of the great things about club Med is you're becoming a good public speaker and he was so good on the microphone so we uh i i took over for a lot of stuff that he did so i kind of learned land sport in um in playa and a little bit of sailing because we uh we had the sailboats right there and it's such a small village that you can pretty well do everything and um but noah uh, playa was a real special special place uh you, i'm sure you remember when the Me- it was mexican day and the mariachis would come in and you know, blankets all over under the coconut palm, and you sit out there with the guests and have have lunch right out on. Uh, right. That yeah, was, was great,
0: beautiful. And all yeah. your and ti- all your time in club, did you ever come across any celebrities?
1: Uh yeah, we did. We came. Uh, there was lots of celebrities. Um, one of the things about my brother, and if you know my brother, he's not that big. He's probably 180 pounds, five nine, and uh, and I can't re- quite remember the name of this guy, but he he would practice at. Uh, at circus and my brother caught the center for the nfl buffalo bills on the guy did his knee hand here. my brother caught me was 270 pounds um but throughout uh, my time in club med you know there was lots of celebrities and stuff i can't always remember who is who and uh who we met and uh mm-hmm. when i was in uh aluthra uh the, the lady i can't remember her name now but she was on uh Family ties, I believe. Oh, and Meredith her,
0: Baxter Bernie.
1: Yeah, she had her family there, and she caused a big stink during the uh, evacuation for Hurricane Andrew because she, she said, You know who I am. I need to get on a plane. My family needs to get on a plane. Ouch.
0: She, <laughs> she pulled the, you know who I am card.
1: <laughs> Lynn, Lynn uh, who was everlasting <laughs> traffic, she said, I'm sorry, we went by alphabetical order here for medical. <laughs> <laughs> but um playa was fantastic then hansel uh gathered the troops and uh no one really wanted to go to saint lucia pierre said uh but hansel said i need you guys so we all uh, hammer and cheese and red and uh, scott de palma we all uh, went off to uh, uh saint lucia and that was also fantastic
0: this happened to me last night again. So I'm, I'm going to ask you so all the years you've done in med, Do you still to this day get a recurring dream while you're back working in Clubbed?
1: Uh You know, I never really dream. That's one thing. But I, I certainly. Uh,
0: really? Wow. OK. I,
1: I, I don't know. I've never I don't dream. So we're saying, but no, <laughs> I, I always every single day. There's something that reminds me of something, a song could come on. Of course, Facebook or Instagram, um, constantly there are GOs that uh, be sending out something, whether it's an old picture or even just a picture of their family. You kind of look at the profile and you see all the fun things, but pretty well every day, someone you met in Club Med, GO or GM, is sending out something on social media which reminds you of some of the great days you had in Club And I... I I don't remember any negative days. I'm sure I had some, but it, uh, all my experiences has all been positive.
0: What about when you're putting on a certain sunscreen? As I had another guest tell me, he puts on a sunscreen that he wore in Clement, and it takes him right back.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, don't forget when we started, there wasn't really sunscreen, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had the zinc. There's a the white zinc on the nose, right? <laughs>
1: exactly, and, and um, eventually, when sunscreen became real popular, of course, the sailing shack would always have loads of it. So I would just go by them, throw a little sunscreen on and uh, but um particularly working on the beach, uh, sunscreen didn't stay on that well because you're in out of the water, you're you're doing all sorts of uh, things that rub it off sand, everything like that. So but um, well, you know what? I don't think I have any skin damage so far.
0: <laughs> For all your seasons, you know, all of them, O pair contract, you have one good story, funny story, interesting, clean, appropriate story that the listeners yeah, might cool. like
1: i got, there are so many stories. Oh, no, no uh, I know. Give me, give me a. I'm just trying to think right now. Um, give me a double whammy. Well, let's see here. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a What about Playa that uh, was always kind of fun. So I, I arrive in Playa Blanca and I'm there. Pierre had just arrived. Uh, Andrea Livingston was on her way out uh, and I'm going for the morning walk. And I was this guy. And I walk by the reception area. And sitting along uh, a wall there is about seven men right out of a Western movie. And they all have sombreros on, cowboy hats, all with rifles, shotguns, and whatever. Just sitting there. Big mustaches, big bellies. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was like an animation thing. And I said, hold on. I walked by. And so I I go to the movie. They're still sitting there. And then all of a sudden, there's this big thing going on. And Hansel calls us in and says... So in Playa Blanca, there it was at that time, there was, I guess, groups that would protect all the things, but you had to pay for it. So um, anyway, Pierre Lutiniquet had no, he, had, he Paris didn't tell him this. So these guys were sitting there and they said they want their money for protection for the season. They sat there for three days and the guests were sitting there taking pictures with them. And it was the funniest thing. And they were the nicest guys. One guy just sat there in the bank. Every time money come in, they would put it in their, their thing. And then, uh, you know, and then they were going to leave. I guess they had collected whatever because, you know, they didn't have any money in Club Band until people paid. And they, you know, paid cash or whatever. Anyway, they, um, you know, they got pictures with everybody. And then they just left the village and that was it. But that was a, a very funny story. And I'm sure so many guests and so many GOs have tons of pictures with real Mexican banditos in uh, Playa Blanca so that, that was a quick funny story but uh, of course there's many many more i have um depending on which village i was at um <clears throat> the um the most dramatic story had to be the situation when uh we were preparing to evacuate people for hurricane andrew and um i'll be quick on this one for you so we're in Aluthra and they tell us that we're going to have to evacuate the village so the um, Storm is coming and we're getting trying to get planes because it's the biggest hurricane to hit uh, the Caribbean and ever, I guess. And it's coming straight for um, Aluthra, So um, they're trying to get planes in. And so they got three planes coming in. And so they need volunteers to stay. So, of course, I don't, I'm not worried. I stay, Hansel stays. So there's about 60 GOs that stay in the village and everybody else is leaving. So we're loading plane after plane. Uh, the village is getting packed up. We tell the guests the night before and it's, it's kind of chaos. Everyone's getting packed up. And so uh, we get the two buses off and then um, Hansel says, we got to go to the airport. Uh, Cause the, the, the tower, there's no tower, everyone's left. And um, so there's a lot of nice people there. They're just saying to any guests, anybody want to come on? I got my Lear jet here. I got eight seats. So people are just leaving. So we get to the airport and it's pouring rain uh, and the winds are coming in, and we're going, Oh, where is this plane? And out of nowhere, we look down and out of the cloud and the pouring rain, this plane's coming down. It looks like it's bouncing all over the place. The plane pulls up to where we're all standing. The pilot opens the window and he says, We have 14 minutes to load this plane or we can't leave. So uh, all us geos are just throwing bags up in this thing, and we, uh, and we, Get it all loaded up because there's no no airport staff or anything. So we load this plane up with uh, the flight attendants and the guests are um, walking up the stairs and we're standing there, no shirt on, Hansel, me, Hammer, and all these. And it's just pouring rain, and all these guests are looking at us going, "Good luck, guys!" And that was uh, such a dramatic feeling. And then we all went back to the village and of course uh, went through the whole hurricane and had lots of fun and. Uh, uh, it destroyed the village. And uh, when we uh, walked out of the room in the morning, it was pretty well, everything was demolished. But the rooms were built strong, so they were fine. And were, around the pool, there was one thing left standing, and that was the bocce ball rack with the bocce balls. And Hansel comes out and goes, if I build a house, I'm building it out of bocce balls. So that was my uh, Hurricane Andrew
0: of, story. Of course, the only thing left would be the bocce balls, my most dreaded tournament of all time. Okay. <laughs> of all anyway, the Of all the seasons you've done, because I like to ask this question to see if, uh, how people answer, do you consider any of those seasons magical or were they all, you know, would you just use different adjectives?
1: Yeah. Every season was unique. And at the end of the day, it never really mattered where you were. It was who you were with. And, um, we had such a great time and every, every season new people would come in and they'd become great friends of yours. And, and, um, I talk about the magic uh, magic of uh, Playa Blanca, and that still exists. And you know, most TOs that I talk to uh, still talk about the ambience of Playa, regardless of your chief of the villager or whatever. I did a lot of time in Cancun. I have a real affinity for Cancun. I enjoyed that a lot and went back many times as au pair, did, uh, did two. Well, don't forget when I started, it was six-month seasons, but I did uh, – a full uh well i did 14 months in 94 <clears throat> and then i was with josie aliel in 1991 but cancun had a different ambience about it. i always really liked cancun i did copper mountain that was a totally different ball game but i totally enjoyed that as well so it's really hard for me to pinpoint but if you ask me the most magical place would uh, be Playa all
0: right and last question If there's anyone who's on the fence, uh, Geo, future Geo about joining Clement, should they try it for six months?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, my niece, niece, um, you know, when she got old enough, uh, Hammer, of course, works out of Miami, and he said when she's ready. And uh, fortunately, she got to go to all over the world. Her first season, I think, was in Extapa, but then she went right from there. She went to Malaysia, uh, Ria Bintan uh so she got to really travel she got back last fall from, from five years in club med and, and she had a tremendous time and so of course my kids want to go to club med and we continually send people to club med we will give hammer uh, or handle who's working at them out of uh, Montreal. we um we give names all the time and uh we've sent lots and lots of people and you know what it's it's a great experience uh and you know what if you don't fall in love and leave with somebody you're going to meet a ton of people that will be uh uh, help you in your lifetime going forward so it's a a real bonus and i would say yes
0: excellent well jenner i'm sure you i'm sure you got like 10 more hours of story so we probably have to have you have you on again but i really want to thank you for taking the time today to share your story with us i very much appreciate it sir no
1: problem and you got you have a great day and all your listeners have a wonderful wonderful uh day ahead as well
0: You heard it from a living legend, Jenner. We'll see y'all next week, everyone. Bye.